0: Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned into the Mega Late Show. My name is Phonics, and I'm fucking amazing. I feel hella strange. It's weird seeing you out, man. I, I haven't seen you in like three months. Hey. <laughs> 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 word, word. Mega, to go on a rap. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, shit. Okay, well, let's just go into it, man.
1: He's late. Yo, what's good, Mega?
0: It's good to see you back in the studio, fam.
1: Hey, it's good to be back in the mega rack the Buddha, Buddha Spine.
0: That's right. I think we need a rebrand. We gotta mm-hmm. change it to something else. But,
1: you know. Yeah, man. Uh, y- you already made a few changes. I peeped.
0: Yeah, I've got to get the studio a little bit more set up uh, for easy access to production. You know, Dallinger fixed my 606 a few months back. And so I've. Uh, it's kind of just been sitting there and I would like to use it. I honestly prefer using the 606 over the 404. Okay. There's reasons. There's reasons.
1: I've never seen the 606 in the wild before. Yeah, yeah. I like it because it has
0: a screen for Mm -hmm. truncating the beach. You know, pigeon dust. Yeah. But yeah, mega mega late show episode number 108. I am mega
1: yo this is late
0: and uh the mega late show is a tokyo based hip-hop and creative culture podcast focusing on people within the tokyo community as well as people coming to visit uh long incredible guest list of amazing people today we have a guest that late and i when we were talking about doing the podcast one of the first names that came up that we wanted to have on the guest list is pigeon Dust and it's dope to have him here right now yeah
1: it's very dope very very dope
0: yeah and um yeah i'm i'm kind of just happy to be recording in the midst of all the coronavirus bullshit but i mean
1: yes it's a it's a nice little uh i don't i don't know the right word uh, sidestep i don't want to say relief but you know what uh, i mean yeah
0: we're, but we're being very careful we washed our hands before we uh, made any contact with each thoroughly. other, thoroughly. We're being very careful out here. And uh, I don't, I actually don't know if, if there's a lockdown. Of course, we'll probably go on hiatus, maybe do some more phone conversations. But as, as it stands now, we're just being very hygienic, washing our hands, wearing mm-hmm. the mask and shit like that. All my men's yeah. got
1: masks, masks on. All I'll right. be mask on.
0: Yeah, shout out to uh, Abe Sama for uh, hooking us up. We each get two masks in the mail soon, right? Have you received yours? Well,
1: each house gets two. masks. Oh, <laughs> so like yeah. you and Chi got to share, and you know, uh, kind just get that asked going. out. <laughs> Damn, I'm not gonna
0: share with her little ass, man. She don't share her food with me. Oh, so. He's talking about my daughter, mm. but okay. I mean, uh, speaking of pigeon dust, though, he is a producer, beat maker. Um, A DJ as well Mm -hmm. Amongst other things And you're probably familiar with him Because his name has come up a lot Over the last several recordings Yeah Um, The first time it came up We were recording with uh, Marcus D Mm -hmm. And uh, Submerse, And I was playing beats From your album And we were like Yo this is dope But like Where is Pigeon Dust? Like we haven't seen him doing any beat Mm -hmm. shows Yeah and submersals mm-hmm. like he he goes by like dj pigeon and he dj's a lot yes, yes. and i remember seeing you uh he was dj what's the name of that venue uh in bakuro yokoyama uh Time. yes you dj there sometimes yes. yeah okay Ah well for this podcast i'll be recording uh, i'll be playing uh a lot of his beats largely mostly your beats off of your newest project which mm. is called is this this is one right yeah is this rain uh spiral beat spiral oh. yeah. Yeah. yeah new album off cold busted way back when congratulations man thanks oh wait i, I might have an applause drop congratulations thanks uh, yeah, yeah man very dope album it's really good mm. it's it's uh it's gonna make it probably make my top five albums of the year and not just beat albums i've listened to this album so much it it really is a is a incredible vibe so yo congratulations man <laughs> hey, hey, hey what's oh. up um so i guess for this part of the podcast we'll just go into a bunch of questions and mm-hmm. things of that nature um you are a japanese guy producer beat maker you've mm-hmm. been out here for uh, your whole life and making beats as long as I've been here It's like I heard about you when I first came here And I met yeah. you for the first time At 90 BPM only mm. Maybe uh, Ishii-san's event um, Maybe four or five years ago I Long time ago, right? Just briefly though mm. We just met briefly uh, Shout out to Darren Dallinger D. Dallinger mm. for introducing us But man
1: Yeah, I've been listening since before I came to Japan I think
0: yeah, man. You're really dope. Did, <laughs> did you realize that? Because
2: no. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. I remember
1: I followed Bugseed on mm. SoundCloud, like before SoundCloud mm. is became SoundCloud. And uh, I think you were also, I don't know how, but I also, like you and Bugseed mm. were like the two beat makers from japan that i was listening to before Mm. i came to japan actually
3: he he was the not neighborhood but his home was very near from my house so uh, sometimes we we were collaborating at the time yeah Yeah, i
1: probably saw y'all's names close together or something
0: yeah a lot of your earlier work there was lots of collaboration between you two you just gave me a seven inch oh the Uh, ep yeah yeah an Mm -hmm. ep with both of you guys um beats low life beats in low life ah <laughs> like i get it i know the vibes that's a goon maneuver right there <laughs> can i ask man like uh one of the things that first stood out before i even heard your music was your name name where does the name come from
3: uh i have a long story but uh, uh actually before i started making music I, I was playing dj as a dj hato the hato okay. means the pigeon Right. also yeah then actually the the, the beat maker says the, their song like a uh, seat like like my new seat or something. So Pigeon's it, it's like my song is Pigeon's seat Oh ah, okay. But I changed my name to pigeon dust. It's
0: a dope name, that. man. Yeah. yeah, it's a dope name. And but you still go by DJ Pigeon, but yes. not DJ Hato. You go by DJ Pigeon. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's very cool. Very mm-hmm.
3: cool. Because the every um people in Japan uh know me as Pigeon Dust Soul. I changed my name.
0: Okay, and you've mostly been DJing over the last few years. I haven't seen you do live beat performances.
3: Uh, I don't play. You don't like playing? Uh, I don't like. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. Is okay. Is there a reason for that? You just uh, don't like yes,
3: it? I, I I have a reason yes, um, because uh, uh, every uh, every beat maker playing their live uh, with uh, SP format for all for uh, mm-hmm. but But. I- I feel it's not live; they ah. they, they they are just uh, playing the DJ. Sure, loo- looks like. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So for me, it's better to play DJ. Okay. Where
0: when you do your DJ sets, are you playing a lot of your music, or is it
3: mostly just other people's music? Uh, other people's music, but I play my music sometimes. Yes. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. So when at at Chiton, is it like a lounge kind of event? Yes, it's lounge. Yes. Yeah. So okay. are you playing like? Um. I, I I don't know if I still am. Uh, have you heard of Life Park? Life Park? Yeah, oh. it's like a, a, a collective, like mm-hmm. a dancer, DJ collective. Mm-hmm. They they used to, or sometimes they play at Shitan, mm-hmm. and I, I participated, and, you know, Shitan is kind of a, what would you call it, like a upscale hostel type yeah. joint. So the lounge is pretty, it's not swanky, but. You know, it's nice. So yeah, it's really nice. It's
0: like uh, it seems like a place you would take a girl on a date <laughs> and be like, <laughs> yeah, someday. this is you want like a $15 beer? Because I? I got you. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not getting hype in there, really. Mm. So are you playing like a down tempo stuff or mm. some like old school uh, jams?
3: I, maybe I am I, playing the jazz or the f- funk and soul music. Uh, sometimes I s- sample, sample okay. of my music. Mm. Mm
0: okay that's interesting you know you mentioned that you feel like playing the four four is kind of like more like djing yes we had um jansport j on the podcast who's a prolific producer out of los angeles shout out to him but um when he does his live beat sets Mm -hmm. he uses a dj controller okay and people he he mentioned i I don't want to misquote him but uh, what i what i recall him saying is people were looking at him like, yo, mm. why aren't you using like a 404, or like an MPC or something? Mm. And he's like, the way that I'm doing it anyways with the DJing in the live pads is just like what everybody on a 404 is doing, mm. except that they're... It's not really not different. I could right? See, yeah, like There, there
3: are no rules to use a uh, 404 right. on the live set. Mm. Actually, I, I'm not using 404 today. Uh, my, my machine is uh, 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 oh, a okay. 5x5,
0: the wait, you're using a, a 505? Uh,
3: 505, yes. Mm. Okay, or is it?
0: 555. I actually don't know. The no. 550. <laughs> the 505 is the old, uh, the old old one. It's uh, blue. No, no the so the bigger one. Okay, the 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 555. 555. Yeah, 555. 555. 555. Go man. When it when it cuts out like that, that's that's something to do with my driver here. But okay. Cool. Yeah. The five, the five, five, five <laughs> <laughs> is, is much nicer. <laughs> okay, man. Uh, that, that's cool. I, I, uh, I haven't been out to see you DJ at, um, Tom, but that's a nice place. I, I should get out there mm.
1: right now. You're not,
2: you're it's, not it's working. Closing. Oh, is it <laughs> the
0: hostels oh. closing?
1: Yes. I'm, I'm not super surprised. The location wasn't great. Yeah. Mm. It is difficult to kind of get around mm. there. Mm. Plus and with the current situation.
0: Sure. Not good. Is it closing because of the coronavirus, or is it closing because just business? Or maybe you don't know.
3: Uh, no, coronavirus. Uh, virus. Yeah. Wow. Because the the hostel is for the foreigners, <laughs> maybe so. Of course,
0: yeah, of course. <laughs>
1: Nobody yeah. can come. A lot of places are gonna like. Yeah be affected i think
0: yeah not the mega late show the <laughs> wheels running well you yeah, can gonna, roll through here right, anytime <laughs> right. no what i'm gonna do for mega late show mm. is i'll invite the guests but they'll have to stay on the balcony for a 14 day quarantine <laughs> and i'll give you you just stay on the balcony Ooh. for 14 days i'll bring you bentos and blankets and so yeah <laughs> all right well,
1: it'll be hot soon so
0: yeah shout out to uh mc buddha he's going to come through today <laughs> to prepare for the recording next week but okay oh, shit. Speaking of um, Mm. your approach to live beat, um, what do you think about the beat scene in Japan? Because it it seems to me that you're kind of one of the more well-known people Mm. uh, out of the beat scene. Like Lots of people know you. You have international success. You've worked with Cold Busted, which is a Los Angeles-based company. uh, d- uh, label, mm. and so you you kind of are one of the uh, as we might say like an OG, mm. like one of the original guys. Not not like a, not unlike a Buddha monk or something. I've even seen articles uh, about you in uh, like the Japan Times mm. in English for English speaking people. So like you're kind of dope. W- what are your thoughts on the Japanese beat scene here?
3: Uh, actually. Y- nowadays I'm, I'm feeling tired with uh, the nowadays the japanese beat beat music scene because uh uh i i, I didn't like it like uh, ten, 10 years ago because at that time there are no famous artists around me so they're almost new beat makers so they, they're trying to make a uh, better music every day but today Uh, They they getting famous. Sure. Yeah. So actually, I feel that everybody are playing the same music. Mm. But today, uh, a lot of uh, the young new beat makers coming up. So sometimes I I'm I'm checking those those kind of new beat makers and I I'm happy to see that see that. Who 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 are some of the new guys that you're listening to? Uh, I'm not good at remember the name, so I I should check that. <laughs> okay. Do they do they I mean, sound different than the guys who are v- yes, more popular s- now? Mm, actually, sometimes different. Uh, I feel that, that <laughs> I, I'm not sure this is a good way to say, but the uh, old all, all type beat makers doesn't like the low five hip hop.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm actually uh one of w- uh, one of the big things that we discuss with Summers and marcus d who are both kind of often described as lo-fi mm-hmm. right but you know that term lo-fi is like sometimes has a negative definition for people like a mm-hmm. negative connotation mm-hmm. some artists don't want to be called lo-fi because the chill lo-fi beats <laughs> to study to, yeah. a lot of producers feel like it is just uh, kind of a yeah. cheap music, mm. it's easy. All sounds the same. Uh, not very. Doesn't take a lot of talent yeah. or skill. Actually,
3: I I had an experience that that like at fifteen year, years ago, uh, the same things was happened as a jazzy hip hop. Ja- ja- mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah when you were starting to yes enter the scene at that time the people didn't like the jazzy hip-hop like uh, the chill hip-hop or right. something like that at uh, that time that the Kero one was getting popular right hmm. Kero one Kero one is a rapper from korea I think. yeah oh mm. okay w- <laughs>
0: yo like i'm finding that this is a very common theme and it's come up on the podcast a lot marcus d was described as jazz hop Mm. and now he's described as Mm. lo-fi hip-hop and producers who take the genre seriously usually this is actual sample based Mm. musicians right beat makers who actually go out find records and sample them usually those are the guys that do not like what's happening Mm. with the lo-fi beat scene in my experience because i think that it's become such a formula let me get this kind of kind of uh, saxophone or clarinet put some drums over it mm-hmm. put a lo-fi filter on it and then just loop four bars and then here's a minute and mm. 20 second track. I, I think it's kind of it's uh, the gentrification of beat making. Uh, I don't know if I can explain that in Japanese, but like it's, it's No, I was
1: I was recently on like YouTube a, like a
3: instant beat or something yeah.
1: Yeah, I was on YouTube like uh, trying to brush up on some production tips, and I watched like a video, you know, make a trap beat, and it's like, okay, go on your keyboard, fuck around for a bit, get a couple chords, uh, r- run them through something, uh, so you can chop them up, put a fucking tape filter on it, and you know, put some fucking eight oh eights on it, and you have a trap beat. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well,
3: I think my like, I feel, I think it, it's okay because it's just a entrance to the music. So many young people start making music from th- from that way, and after that, maybe some some people change their style. So,
1: right. yeah, that right. I think the issue is when those people either don't grow, mm. or they're the ones that get n- more notoriety than the people who are, you know yeah uh, building on their style mm. or doing something better than just the basic entry building block production
0: it's it, like um sampling right yes i, I, I see like a lot of uh, producers mm. who start off as more conventional based uh conventional hip-hop based sampling artists right whether their music is in the style of pete rock or dj shadow yeah. or you know lo-fi beats for example but one thing that I think is um, that, that happens is that they tend to branch out and become different type of music artists, mm-hmm. because the initial entrance, the sampling, is kind of a baseline education mm-hmm. on music. And once they learn about more complex music, more complex time signatures, and just swing and different melodies, mm-hmm. they kind of develop to be more than just loop-based artists, mm-hmm. and um, that's a good thing, right? I mean, so like you, your beat tape, um, the way way back then, yes. is, way, is that may the name may I'm may messing up? up? Yes. Way back then. What I find refreshing about it is because it scratches my itch for like beat music, right? But none of the, well, not none of them, but most of the tracks evolve in some way. The mm-hmm. drum pattern changes slightly, the melody shifts. It, it's not just one minute of a like a four bar measure that just Mm. loops and loops and loops. There's a musical progression there and your productions a like, uh, it's refreshing, man. Like everything sounds a little different. Mm. It's not like, it's not something I'm going to fall asleep to, but there are YouTube, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, it's not, man. It's, it's really good.
1: Plus you got a lot of different looks on there too. It's not just one style. Yeah, man.
0: I, I, I feel for artists. Um, like yourself because being called like lo-fi artist, it kind of puts you in the same category as the type of shit that's kind of like whack it's like if you're a chef and then they're like yo he's a chef just like chef boyardee (laughs) or something (laughs) cheap or he's a you know he makes hamburgers just like ronald mcdonald Mm. you don't want to be associated (laughs) with like cheap (laughs) versions of it okay um do you consider yourself a hip-hop artist
3: me yeah uh, yeah, sometimes, yes, the, as a pigeon dust, yes, I think the beat, as, as a beat maker, yes.
0: Okay, well, you say sometimes as pigeon dust, but yes. do you mean like you have different names and that's a different type yeah, of approach I have, to music? I have
3: many kinds of name depends on the genre. Okay. So when I play the house music, I'm I also using the DJ pigeon, but uh, yes, uh, when I use the... Uh, Pigeon dust. I play the uh, hip hop and uh, jazz and uh, the real groove stuff. Mm. Then some sometimes more like break beats. Okay, stuff. right.
0: Yeah. Did you used to break? Break. Yeah. Were you a b boy?
3: No. No. <laughs> but I I was used to listening to those kind of stuff. Okay.
0: A lot of your your music is like very breakable. Like <laughs> a, you can break to it. Like my wife
1: is a B girl.
0: Oh and yeah. uh, What is it? B boy blue. Yes, and yeah, it's like one of her favorites. Mm. Like it's really really fresh, man.
2: So
1: yeah, can we um, maybe talk about your beginnings mm. into production? Okay. Uh, so you said now your
3: is when you're uh, producing. You use the five fifty five. Uh, no, I, I sometimes use use the SP, but uh, mainly I I'm, I'm using the p- the computer. Then the software is the Fruity Loops, the FL Studio. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So what what were you using when you first started? Or how how did you begin, you know, to get into production?
0: Okay. Yeah, so how uh, did you how did
1: you start like get into hip hop? Uh,
3: actually, I, I started m- making music when, when I was e- in elementary school. My parents gave me the, o- the o- old computer. What do they call it? The harmonic, the the, harmonic, the
1: piano keyboard that you blow into that they have at the elementary schools out uh, here. No, no, no,
3: no. Not. I, the, I I was using the computer. Then they, they there is a a program MML is the the program music pro music program uh-huh. like like a j- just just uh, make a music with the uh, letters. Okay, <laughs> so how old were you? I'm I'm thirty two. No, uh, when you started? Uh, like a uh, six.
2: Wow,
0: <laughs> six years old. Okay, are your parents like musicians or are
3: uh, they into music? Yes, is my my parents was the ma- married in the band. The music band So so they're playing music also
0: Oh, so you grew up in a very musical household (laughs) Yes yes.
3: Okay Uh, Actually, my my mother was listening to Wu-Tang Clan Is that right? Shout
0: out to uh, Mama Dust Mama Pigeon Dust (laughs) That's hella rare I mean, very much My mom wasn't listening to Wu-Tang Clan No, not at all She was listening (laughs) to like The closest it gets to Wu is like
1: Parliament Funkadelic, maybe? Uh, My dad Played Tupac in the car. Okay, that was mm. that was about it. So Sixty nine boys. I, I was. Are, are your parents young? Yes, maybe. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, you're young too. I thought you were older, like uh, like me. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm old as shit. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm surprised. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. about the age. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm uh 37. I'll be 37 okay. in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought I thought maybe you were around me and uh, Darren's age. Mm. Right. So. Yeah. Okay. Ah, 32 mm.
3: but good actually I was listening to, to those kind of music from the childhood, age so maybe we, we are listening to the s- s- same song from
0: sure yeah, yeah around the same time yeah. well when it comes to you actually becoming a producer and, mm. and uh, releasing music and being serious about production like what year did you kind of start like uh 2000 something
3: mm. uh, when, when I was in a uh, high school I, I was in, in a uh, producer unit with uh, Dutch guy, then I, I was producing the hip-hop beat. But more like abstract hip-hop, then I, I was uh, giving the, my track to the MCs around the Anticon. Like uh, mush mush label was yeah mush those yeah those, those kind of I, I'm label. a big fan of anticon <laughs> I used
0: to I used to moderate on mm. the uh, anticon message boards like the lunchroom <laughs> Soul message board I, yeah I'm I, I'm actually uh, kind of friendly with a, a few of those guys So, mm. really used to give beats to those guys huh? <laughs> like who Soul Dose?
3: Uh, no uh, no 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 not, not that the fam- famous guys oh. uh, do you know v 8 V8, you, you don't know. V8, yeah, V8. Yeah, V8. yeah, I do, yeah, I do. Actually, then I I, I mean mean, uh, album of. Uh,
0: you uh, have you have music with V8? I I have one. I I guarantee have like two of his albums on my on my old computer.
3: Oh really? Yeah <laughs> yeah, like
0: him, like mm. KDI, a lot of those strange yes, guys. KDI,
3: KDI. KDI, Actually, I mean, he his uh, first album, with the Broken Letters. Oh really? <laughs> You're on that? What yes. song
0: did you produce on that?
3: Uh, broken letter i think broken love letters yes, yes. yeah no shit uh, that that truck that i i made it. you <laughs> made that joint <laughs> <drink>? yo <laughs>
0: what the fuck are you serious <laughs> yes. man i was talking to kiki like mm. two years ago trying to get him out here mm. yeah i would love to have kiki out here because his production is so dope too mm. very different yo i i'm very cool with that, that <laughs> the song liza Manelli is mm. like liza minnelli is like one of my favorite tracks of all time
2: mm, Yo, nice. <laughs> hey, shout out to you man
0: i've been listening to your music longer than i thought then. <laughs> so what i, I changed my
3: my style right uh, right adult. yes
0: i mean when did that come out like 2006 2006 maybe
1: like yeah okay i'm not familiar but with this guy
0: K. The Eyes, I think he's from like Cincinnati or Ohio, Ohio, the Midwest Mm -hmm. somewhere. But he, I I played some shit for you before. It's very kind of strange. It it, it, it's changed a lot. But he was also part of uh, Neflem Modulation Systems Mm -hmm. with Big Just and Orko Elohim that came out on Mush, I think. But his first few albums came out on Mush as they were like basically closing down. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, it's interesting stuff. Maybe I should. Play, you know what? The intro to one of my mixes that I made, maybe the Valentine's Day mix, is one of KVI's beats.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Shout out to Kiki, man. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you, I, I forgot how we got to that. Like uh, your first music. So you're passing out mm. records to guys on Mush, like mm. the Anticon Cats, yes. like Kiki, V8, and that's when you got kind of your start.
1: Yes. So how did you go from pressing letters to working with people in other countries?
3: Uh, by internet, uh, I, I, I was sending the... Uh, actually, at that time, the MySpace was very famous, yeah. so... I, I was putting my music on it, no, so many other country guys uh, contact me to, to send me a beat or something. <laughs> this is you? Ah, no, no. No?
0: I, I Uh, Electrobugs? Ah, Electrobugs. This is the KDI shit. Wow. No shit, man. This is very strange. Yeah. Much different than your more jazzier shit. This is very like experimental.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, I don't need to play the whole thing, but I was just going to some KDI. That's but, interesting. Yeah. Liza Minnelli, man. I'm telling you, this joint right here.
1: His production's strange. I'm going to play. Is that um track that we just played, your first placement on an album? Yes.
2: Okay. That's wow. a
0: pretty good placement, man. That came out on Mush. That was a, a big deal for him. Mm. I remember um, he was on the Antico- uh, the maybe Restiform Bodies Forum or the mm. Soul uh, People's Republic of Soul message board. And he was working with a um, couple of us on the uh, message board in my homie SLU. Mm. Do you know the guys from New Cocoon? No. Who's working with my homie SLU, and they've got a couple tracks together, I think. But that's a long time ago. Yeah, that's like 15 years ago. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. And when did you release your first album?
3: Uh, my first album was like uh, 8 years ago. So Is that
0: the Eastbound... Yes. Eastbound yeah. ticket? Yes. Okay. I... Re- I um, I I heard that, but it's not on Spotify anymore.
3: Uh yeah, actually, I I released from the Japanese label, but uh, the label is closed down already. Okay,
0: I'm gonna go back to some pigeon dust beats, but I'm kind of hype. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, you know, like I'm a I'm a big hip hop fan, but mm. like that kind of underground mm. experimental stuff, it's n- it's rare that I can talk to somebody mm-hmm. about that type of thing because it's just it w- it's like. You had to be a part of that community to really kind of know about mm. those ki- type of cats and shit.
3: Actually, like uh, when I was a child, my my mother was giving me the CD that my mother didn't need need it. So the actually the CD shop store, uh, guy uh, are giving giving my mother to the document. Okay. Recommending then, albums yes, for your mu- to your but, mom? But um, my mother didn't like the abstract one, like a uh, DJ Calm and the DJ Crush. Mm. So my mother g- g- gave me those kind of CDs. Ah, <laughs> <So laughs> <so laughs> you got the throwaway stuff. That's so weird. <laughs> so, so when when I in uh, elementary school I was listening to the Amon Tobin.
1: Yeah.
2: So Amon
3: Tobin is amazing. Yeah. That's
1: so. like if um <laughs> That's like if uh, Mega was getting like free music. And he was, like, passing uh, Kanan, kind of like, I don't know, like, the 6-9 or, like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and right. she becomes, like, a big trap rapper. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, check uh, out
0: this Jinmei Usagi. This is tight. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's really cool, man. So, um, you've been producing for a long time. Mm. Uh, how, like, where did you pick up English from? English, yeah, because it's interesting to me because uh, you speak English and also you've had connections with like an uh, American label oh uh, yeah. in Cold Busted, Ooh. which you know, a lot of people would like to have that type of international yeah, hold connection.
1: On. That album that you were on 2004. Yes. So you were like Uh, seven, six. 2006. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Broken Love Letters, Ah, the KDI. Yeah,
3: Yeah, so you were like 18, 19,
1: Mm, talking with these guys. So your English must have been pretty good.
3: No. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I I can make music, but I can speak English well. Okay.
1: Yeah. How did
0: you connect with. um, mm, Maybe a better question is like, after connecting with and getting your music out on Mush, Mm. What was the next step? Did you just release a solo album? Did you pursue more uh,
3: English-speaking MCs? Uh, actually, uh, I w- at that time, I was not releasing in my music I- in Japan, but the Japanese MC, Hayro uh invited me a- a- as a b- beatmaker on hi- his album.
0: You've been pr- you've been collaborating with him for a
3: long time. Yes, Jairo yes, De Rossi. Yes. Okay. You do all of his production. The last album, uh, almost today, uh, I made his beats. Yes.
0: What's the name of that last album? I don't know it, this guy. Oh, it's good stuff, man. Like, um, hold on. Uh, Ra- rappel toy.
3: Uh, actually, it's French. French. So I, I cannot
2: okay. Read it. <laughs> the
0: it's R A P P. E L L E like Pelly, Rapelly, uh, hyphen T O I. But yeah, he's he's uh he's an MC, he's really dope. Yes. Yeah, but it's like you did all the production for him?
3: Uh last album yes, but at that time I, I was giving just one or two tracks on his album. Okay. Yeah. So that that was the first time I jo- I joined to the Japanese rappers album. And after that may- maybe other rappers uh you started seeking yeah. you out.
1: Okay. Uh, what? What? What, do you, what did your parents think when you started,
3: you know, doing music professionally, and it was weird? Yeah, <laughs> strange music. Actually, my my parents must be surprised because w- when I was in a junior high school, I, I was doing the techno music mainly, so they didn't expect it. My music changed into the hip hop music. Hmm. Interesting, but actually, on my first album, uh days they, are MC from the uh, brand Nubian. Sadat X X. So my my mother was happier with it. Yeah. Oh, she knows Sadat X, and
0: she's listening to Woo, She's listening to Nubian too. She was oh, like, "That's really dope." She's like, "All right, I'm a fan now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how did you. okay I I don't I'll I'll ask these type of questions when we go to the music part of the podcast, uh, the second part. But Mm. um, uh, one thing that I noticed uh, is that you still use a lot of samples. yes We were listening to Lynn Maury's new tracks before Mm -hmm. we started recording. And both you and I were like, oh, this is interesting because it sounds like live instrumentation. Mm, Like he's playing the keyboard and, and, you know, not sampling Mm. uh, outside artists. And I know you feel like when you're doing sampling, it's almost like a collaboration between you and that music. Mm. Um, Your your new album, it's still all sample based, yeah? Yes. Okay. Darren said something that I thought was, uh, excuse me, Dallinger said something that I thought was really kind of um, dope about you. He said one time he went over to your place, to Mm. your house, and he's got all these records and you guys were making music together. And he said you had this really incredible ability to hear the music and then think of the exact sample that you wanted to add to the album. Okay. So you would go grab a record and be like, I wanna use like this clarinet. Ooh. And he said you had a really incredible um, ability to do that. Well, like
1: like a, what do they call those shits? Like a, a mind mansion or whatever yeah it. you just have like in your head a library
3: of sound. Ah, yes mm-hmm. actually uh w- w- in my in my gen- general life uh, i I'm listening many kinds of sound and thinking about uh th- this sample is good for what kind of music that, that kind of stuff so when I listen through the the jazz album i'm I'm always thinking about uh I want to do this sound or mm. I want p- to pick up this saxophone or something. Mm. So I've heard primos like that. Like
1: especially with uh, lyrics. Mm. Like primo can just be like okay, I know what I'm going to scratch. Word. Yeah.
0: Yo, did you guys hear that Bill Withers passed away, man?
3: Yeah. Bill Withers.
1: Bill
0: Withers, yeah. It's It's uh, not related to coronavirus, but mm. but yeah. What an incredible guy. Oh, I need okay. to
1: watch that documentary.
0: What documentary? There's a documentary about him.
1: Apparently, yeah. Uh, Still, Bill. Okay. It's supposed to be pretty good, but I, I admittedly don't know a lot about him outside of like his hits Sure. yeah, sure.
0: But no, he's got like one of the most famous, um, most used drum breaks mm-hmm. uh, ever. Um, kissing Use. my love. It's oh, like sure. used by everybody. You know, so quite quite a few. But you know, rest in peace to him. Mm. So. Your relationship, like, what do you think about sampling right now? Do you still think that you want to continue just being sample-based artists? Is it difficult Uh, to to do? Actually,
3: I'm still making music. Not in a hip-hop style, but I'm still uh, making music from the sampling. But more, more like the house music,
2: but...
0: I, I haven't heard any of your house music.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah,
0: I, I I'm surprised I haven't because like there's a pretty big house mm. scene out here. There's yes. a lot of people that love house. Mm. Shout out to Brooklyn Terry. Yeah, uh, you know. So I gotta, you should DJ uh, speakeasy. speakeasy. Yeah. Yeah, you should DJ speakeasy. Nice. I want to. I've, I've got I've got a few more questions um, uh in in regards to your musical career, mm. you. You are are you one of the people that started N Tokyo, like, you know, N Tokyo, the Uh, beat making group? Yes. Did you start that? Yes. You you're one of the organizers. And and for people that don't know, this is like a beat maker function Mm. where all of the beat makers get together. You go digging. Yes. And then over the whole night, Mm. you stay together. You each sample and you make a track and then you share the track with each other. Is that dead? Are you not doing that anymore?
3: Uh, yeah, it's it finished up a few years ago. but yeah, at that time, when I, when I started in Tokyo, uh, Japanese beatmaker was in a very separate place because the Japanese hip-hop scene is very uh, special that they, they have many crew in many areas. Like uh, Shimokitazawa area, or, yeah. or like that, then every beat maker was under the, those kind of rappers. So they are holding those, those kind of producers. Mm-hmm. So nobody can communicate with <laughs> outside the, of the, their uh, group. They, but there they are many good beat makers in Japan, but um, they, uh, Japan did don't realize there is a uh, many beat maker in japan mm-hmm. so i i want to let make make a beat music scene for like community, yeah, community. so everyone yes. can come together yeah. okay so but if i make make a uh, those kind of community in uh, like a shibuya or shimokitazawa the, those kind of town has their taste already so i, I didn't want it to so I, I just uh rent lent a place in an art school.
2: Okay, and at an art school? Then
3: Doko, where? Uh in J- Jimbocho area. Okay. Hmm. Then many be beat- make, make- uh, came there to meet up, then talk together. Okay. Then dig dig, dig I, the vinyl together I, I thought
0: it was like a a brilliant idea. It's it's like really dope. Hmm. We're really into getting the community together. One thing we notice is that like so many creative and dope beat makers or artists out here but like they got their little shimokita crew yeah. and they don't work with like the you said that from kichicho, the beginning right yeah everything seems very separate so that's one of the things that
1: i, I thought was like even i oh, sorry i didn't mean to cut mm, you off. no i
0: was gonna probably say exactly what you were saying
1: well like even for you mm. one person under two different names like can't find your house music, even though you're the person making the <laughs> house music. <laughs> like it's uh, it's weird how the Tokyo scene is kind of separate like yeah. that, even though people are c-
3: closely related. Mm.
0: Why did you stop doing the event?
3: Uh, I feel myself. I I don't. I didn't need to keep 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 it because already the beat maker became famous. Then th- they can make a show themselves. Actually. The other country guys realized Japan, Japan has a good beat maker community or something. So
0: they started getting communicating with other people. Yeah. You see guys like Lidley works with like German labels yeah. and Tajima Hall like goes to France. Yeah, that and this that, kind of stuff, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. I think how has the beat community changed since you started? You know, when you started doing like live beat. It was probably like what year two thousand mm-hmm. ten. You were doing live beat in Tokyo. How has it changed?
3: Actually, what's, what's different? I could find the, the mostly s- same idea event in Japan, like like meet together and make make beat beat in in some event. So, uh, how can I can say. I could see many followers around those beat makers, the young followers. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Do you think the beat scene here now is better than it was five years ago? I don't want you to talk (laughs) bad about people making music, but just like... I, I, I never see you at the beat shows. I never see you performing live beat. Mm. So you just don't participate with the community
3: uh, yeah. much? Actually, I, I want to change the, this situation. But uh, now, now beat me, uh, beat scene is too too much individual. I can say. <laughs> but. I, I want to mix up all, all kinds of stuff, mm. like, in other way, the beat makers, who can make house music, then who, who loves mm. jazz music, or that, mm. those kinds of things. It's but too, the, too insular. Yeah. You know. Nowadays, beat beat makers listening beat music and making beat music. I, I don't feel good, good sure.
1: about it. I kind of had the same kind of feeling like it's dope to go to a sofa mm. and you know peep an event or <clears throat> wherever they have them contact whatever but then it's just like okay tight like mm. this is my beat music event and i'm hella beat it out but you know that's it like it's just like you said mm. it's like beat music beat makers playing beat music for people who like beats.
3: Actually right. yeah. the there there's some legend beat maker like knowledge then yeah. many people following them then but actually it's already five years past already so maybe we need a game changer today. Okay. Yeah
1: it's like um like the low end, right? Yeah. Like uh they ended. I mean Flying Lotus had already kind of moved past mm. that style anyway but yeah they kind of just ended it even though they could have kept it going I Mm -hmm. mean there were some other outside issues but it was kind of just like well we can keep doing the same thing Mm -hmm. that we've been doing or we can you know say all right we did what we needed to do Mm -hmm. and you know it's time for the next thing or whatever kind of like what you did with in Tokyo Mm -hmm. it's like all right I kind of accomplished what I wanted to do I made the community and all right. Sure. Do what I, thou wilt.
0: I kind of feel like um, within a lot of the different within a lot of the different uh, communities mm. groups of people like things have seem a little bit stagnant to me, like not much change mm. is happening, not much creativity and innovation. Like you have guys that are really good at making beats mm. and all styles, trap beats uh, you know Dilla style, Nujabi style, lo-fi style but there's not so many like really recognizable people that are changing beat music mm-hmm. right now okay. you know I would like to see some more variety. I see guys like Nicholas Jar and caribou mm-hmm. that are making they they're saying they're most influenced by hip-hop music but they're also not making. Hip hop music, yeah. Like, I read a uh, do you know Caribou? No. He used to go by Manitoba, he he was kind of big around the time of like a, a Montauban, and like his stuff is really, really good, but it's almost like not beat music. Uh, not hold on, let me see if I could play something oh. off of his newest album, right? Here, right? Yeah, el- electronica, yeah, yeah. but. You know, I was reading an article from him the other, or an interview, and he was like, "All of the really interesting and creative changes are coming from hip hop music," mm. but it's like he's just pulling little ideas from the hip hop music and using it to create stuff like this, mm. and it's it's you don't hear A anybody lot of making do that like right. um, pop music has been doing James that Blake. since ever, yeah.
1: Um, mm. What's my guy? Uh, even like a John Bryan who works with Fiona Apple. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The singer. Shit. Uh, he did like the Thoreau thing and went in the woods and made that album. Justin Timberlake. It is Justin something Mm. with the uh, crazy vocal effects. Uh, I'm not sure who you're talking about. He's on a lot of Kanye albums. Mm -hmm. Lost in the woods
0: i'm lost in the woods it's on the tip of my tongue but I yeah can't yeah i can't remember but either. like this shit is dope but it's not beat music I'd, I'd like to find more creative type of artists like this i suppose but okay i i, I don't really have too think, much more to say about it
1: maybe a, a problem like it's it's kind of like an unstated problem that maybe people recognize but you know they enjoy the scene so much it's mm. fine since it's just beats at the beat show you're not going to hear this or there's not a lot of experimentation so the people who are doing that don't really have a place to mm. experiment or to you know work things out and get
3: better i feel
0: how do you feel about your old music old do you music? still like your old music
3: yes i like it okay I, i'm sometimes listening to the abstract hip uh in my house but i, I don't playing outside <laughs> okay mm.
0: yeah uh, it's a thing for artists i suppose sometimes <laughs> they're like yo i don't ever want to hear my old music like when we had submersion here we were yeah. playing music from like 20 years ago mm. he's like ah oh, this is embarrassing <laughs> to hear it. but i really mm. do I, I really do like um moon wisdom and slackness that's mm. a my first introduction to your mm. music well yeah outside of that K the I joint but <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> um I've listened to Loop, loop, loop. and Reprise and mm. Reprise, Reprise so many times. Mm.
0: This is Loop right here.
1: Oh, this is Loop? Yeah, no. Oh, shit. And um, I'm sorry, I forgot the name, but R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Yas. What is this called? R.I.P. Yanase Takashi.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know that one. <laughs> that that one is not released uh uh maybe on, on soundcloud or something Sound, maybe SoundCloud. Yeah. okay yeah. i've listened <laughs> to that so many times
1: yeah
0: yeah i i've been a big fan since i heard your music man and i, I i'm really happy uh to see the success that you you're having with um with the new album mm. uh i guess maybe i only have two uh, like one or two more questions before we'll go on to our break uh unless they has several more H- what type of advice do you have for Japanese artists that mm. want to collaborate with American labels or American artists? What do you suggest?
3: Okay, so now it, it's very good. Uh, they have... Uh, oh, maybe they can put their song on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Then uh, they should share uh, as many as they may, may. This should show more More of their music mm-hmm. To get recognized
0: how, how did you Connect with Cold Busted Both of your album, your Both of the albums That you have mm. That are Hip hop albums uh, Press on vinyl That I know of Are on Cold Busted mm. Your last two is, Major releases mm. Are on Cold Busted How did you Meet with uh, Is it Derek? Derek oh. is his name The owner Yes, yes. Okay, shout out to Derek.
3: Actually, uh, it was a very strange story, but uh, uh, I I was ego-searching. Is it same? Do you know? Ego-searching?
1: Ego-searching? Is that like searching your own name? Yes.
2: Oh, okay. Ah,
0: okay, tight. (laughs) On
3: on Twitter. (laughs) Ego-searching. So I found that the Cold has. Cold busted has a radio show, and they they showing what what they are playing on Twitter. So they are putting my song name on Twitter. Mm. So I I didn't know the Cold busted was playing my old songs on their show. Then uh, it was like a just a New Year. So I I send a like a Happy New Year message to Cold busted with my unreleased tracks then they s- contact you? Yeah, to to release those, those beats on their, their label. Uh,
0: is that the songs from Moon, Wisdom and Slackness? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Ah, oh, dope. Okay, very cool, man.
3: Like, uh, like uh, you can play my beats on your radio show. Ah,
0: oh, that's dope. I mean, uh, I've only met Derek once mm-hmm. through uh, Dallinger. Darren Dallinger. Yeah. Uh, we all went out to eat dinner or something like that. And that's when I found out that he had the label. And he really works with a lot of different super talented Mm. producers and stuff like that. So I recommend anybody that is a fan of beat music or really dope beats to go check out their label. Uh, Dallinger released his album through them. Um, You have an album through them. ESK. uh, Jansport J has a release through them. Is Cold Busted
1: not... Who, who is chili with delicious vinyl oh I'm tripping. delicious vinyl okay but yeah okay yeah here's another one of my cool, jams cool cold and chilly. i got fucked up <laughs> I, I i see it
0: though i see it
1: yo um yeah i love this beat too um who who were some of your influences when you started and do you Can still have those influences? Can we
0: ask that on the second part? The, the next part? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, work. Yeah, yeah. I want to get into influences and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, now that we got you guys with a cliffhanger, mm. <laughs> should we prepare to uh, go? Do you have any other questions, late? Uh, no. Nah, We're about so. at an hour, so I figure, like, you yeah, know, we might good. as well shut it down and keep it Let's going. Let's co-bust it. Yeah. Mm. I don't have to. Give me that applause. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to late. I'm so happy to have you back in the studio, fam. <laughs> um, yeah, so right now we'll go ahead and take a break. I highly recommend that you guys go to um, wherever you buy music or listen to music and check out Pigeon Dust's new album. Uh, I'm gonna yep. go out. The, the new the new joint is called Way Back When. It's on Cold Busted. You can buy if you go to I think the Bandcamp page. You can buy multiple different types of physical versions of the album, including like the the test pressing, the double sided vinyl um a tape as well as cd or the digital format it is also available on spotify, spotify. uh shout out to them where we're also available spotify so go check that out uh pigeon dust where can people find you on the internet do you have like a instagram uh,
3: twitter or twitter on instagram I and mean, you, you can check that dj pigeon <laughs>
1: dj
0: pigeon
3: at I'm dj pigeon
0: yeah, we'll be uh we'll be right back megalate show episode number 108
2: mm-hmm.
0: ego searching.